I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season 1, Faith Crisis. We isolated that he's like, it seems to me that you can't be happy unless somebody else is happy. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't feel happy unless I think God is happy. And so then I'm like, so that's that's been my relationship, I guess, I guess to, to reach the point. Like, like to, that's been my relationship with God. So this is unhealthy, but, it's, but it has nothing to do with God. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Saints Unscripted podcast, and we're still in the season of faith crisis, and we're really excited to have Justin Winch on yeah. from Saints Unscripted. You might have noticed Maybe you've him. you seen my face one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you first told me about like this channel, the, the concept of a faith crisis isn't like new to me because we've talked about it in the show, you yeah. know, and we've, we've interviewed people and stuff, but it's something I never personally dealt with because... I don't know. Like, like I, th- I think it kind of comes down to gifts that people are given, and some people are given the gift of faith, and that's something like that. My patriarchal blessing is talked about, and I, I, so I blame it on that. Maybe, like, I don't. But it's just like it's never been a doubt for as long as I can remember that like God existed, that this church was true. And the more I've dived into it, the like every time, like the more anti stuff I dive into, it just reaffirms it over and over and over and over again. It just strengthens. Like where it stops becoming like, oh, I hope and I believe this church is true, where it's just like, it just is. Like whether I like it or not, it just is. But that's the interesting part. So it's like I've never really had a faith crisis, but but I have run into, okay, like let's just say it's true, but does that mean I like that it's true? You know, like just just the fact that like, okay, so like let's say there is a God and that he expects these certain things of me or so like that and then – but these certain things, what if I don't want to be these certain things? What if I don't think, what if these certain things are making me sad? You know, or what like, um, for example, just growing up in the church, I, social, like social anxiety, like to 100%, but the church just pushes over and over and over again how often you have to interact with people, you know? And so my dad's sitting there like, okay, we're going to do home teaching. I want you to make the phone calls for we can set up appointments. And I cannot sleep. Like, I'm a, I'm a 12-year-old kid who is like, I feel nauseous. Like, I'm going to throw up. I never did, but I felt like I was going to throw up. I had I would have, like, diarrhea from anxiety. Wow. And I just, because I had to make one phone call. Oh, my goodness. And I would just go days, you know, where you're just like. And so, so it's hard to feel like, just like, sucks. Like, why would I want to do this? They're fine. And then we go and visit them, and they do whatever they want anyways. I don't feel like, except with the exception of old ladies. Every time we'd visit old ladies, they were happy because my dad would fix something for them. And so it was very, I was like, okay, this is good. Like, you know, but like, so I think it was really easy. And then I'm really bad at reading my scriptures every day. And that's like, and prayer, prayer is easier, I think. But, um, and then I just like the whole preach the gospel thing too, where it was like, if you love God and you love other people, which is the second greatest commandment, then you will tell people about the gospel. 
you will risk your friendships, your relationships, all social comforts to just share the gospel. And I, every day I would go to school and I would just see everybody and I'd be like, maybe I should talk to them. And then that would be like, that must be the spirit saying, I have to talk to them, but I'm not going to talk to them. That would be so awkward. Like, what would I even say? Why would I even talk to them? I don't even know them. They're not even my friend. And I would walk by them and they would walk by me in the hallway. And then the rest of the day, I would just feel like crap because God told me to talk to that person, like wow. to told me in quotations, right? right? But I didn't. And so I failed this, this grand mission that he sent me to do. And I would just feel that like constantly every day, just this, this failure. And and that's kind of and so it's interesting because because I knew the church was true or I felt that it was true. Um, I never questioned these feelings, and I think that's probably the most unhealthy thing that I like ha had with the church. Interesting is that like I never, I never thought that I was doing anything like like this is just how it is, and I just suck. Like there's no alternative to the fact that I'm just not doing what God wants me to do, and every time I don't do what He wants me to do. He's just like, you messed it up. Like I had this plan and you were, you could have been a part of it, but you're just messing it up every single day. And, and so I, and so, so it was hard. So it was like, so it was like, did I love God? I don't know. Right. Like I, 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 rec I like, I just, I was like, I feel like he exists. It makes sense to me that he exists and stuff. But, um, I, I just feel like he's extremely disappointed with me and, like, and then the more knowledge you have, the more responsibility you have. And I felt um, this, so I was a very, very prideful person. And I did everything right that I could do. You know, like I paid my tithing, the word of wisdom, you know, the law of chastity. I didn't go on dates. I didn't even try and kiss girls because I'm like that pure. And that's literally how I thought. I was like, if I don't, the goal isn't to have sex with people until your marriage. So if I'm not kissing people, I'm never going to have sex. I was just like setting all of these boundaries that I'm like that make me better than everyone else. Mm. So it was a super weird dichotomy where I genuinely thought I was better than everyone else because I went above and beyond to do what I thought God wanted me to do. But then because I was so much better on a higher level, that also meant that I was held accountable for bigger and better things. So I would never judge anyone else for not sharing the gospel every second they had, you know, because that's that's stupid. Like that's like you you don't even you don't even know the churches exist. So it's I'm not going to judge you for not sharing it. But me, I've been given everything. I was raised in the church with a perfect like in my mind, a perfect family. My parents were impossibly kind and like I had everything you could ever want. So if I wasn't sharing the gospel, that I'm ungrateful, I'm disobedient, you know, I'm lazy. I don't even love God because this is the tiny thing he's asking me to do. And I obviously don't love everyone else because their souls are the most important thing. And if I'm not willing to share it with them, then, and so like, so that's just my life, right? I just grew up with that. And, wow. you know, and that's, it's, that's so cool. That's so interesting. I've never heard that, or I've never really experienced exactly what you did. Sure. Cause yeah. I feel like when I experience what I experience, I'm like, Oh, everyone experiences this eventually. Or oh, yeah. everyone's the same or whatever, but it's totally not true because you, you know, you kind of said that you had maybe had a gift to just believe, yeah. always believe or always know or have faith yeah. in something. Um, and then that's interesting because I think my gift <laughs> is 
wanting to believe. <laughs> <laughs> which which like, is, that is another gift. Right, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. the desire Exa to... The desire to believe. Yeah, is And so even gift, if yeah. I can't quite believe or know something, for some reason, I, like that's that's why I feel like I'm I'm doing okay in this faith crisis. Right. Is yeah. that if I if I if I can't quite believe something or having trouble with faith, mm -hmm. you know, I want to. <laughs> right. And so I'm staying right. you know positive generally, and I and I'm trying to receive more knowledge and revelation. But that that's just really interesting because, like, if we're just showing both of our you know kind of journeys, yeah. you always believed. But did you always want to believe because of all this right. toxicity yeah, that you were exactly. creating? And then I'm on the other side where I'm like, okay, well, I have doubts. I don't know if I believe. I want to believe, but I'm also very toxic to myself. It's interesting, but like it kind of, and I like that you brought up the word toxic because I feel like that is kind of a a theme in in my personal relationship with God. Right, is that it has been a toxic relationship, a theme, a theme, okay. and if and not just God, people in general, like okay. relationships. Like you look at the first how many people I dated, even some of my friendships, and and if you were to sit back, like in hindsight, you just go toxic, 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 toxic. It's just you can just see it. And what and, what about him made him toxic? Like it, what would you? What yeah. Would... So like and unlike so we were talking earlier and it, the the concept that I can't be happy. If they're not okay. happy, oh yeah, right. And so, and and once again, I th I pl that played into my pride, where I, I think I'm better than everyone else okay. because yeah. I want everyone to be happy, and that's what a good okay. person wants. Interesting, right? Okay. And so the fact that I cannot be happy unless anyone happy is happy, then that means I'm like this greater. I'm like that's how great I am. Oh. That like I will stop at nothing for everyone else to be happy. Oh. So I like didn't even realize like that. That's how. Oh, and that, that's more just like a personal issue. I don't feel like the gospel did that at all. But it was just like me, like just just like this super prideful kid who who thought like not even kid like now you know as an adult and even like coming back from my mission, like more mature in certain aspects. But I still like if if the person across the table from me doesn't feel comfortable, then I don't feel comfortable. If they're sad, then I'm sad. If they're mad, then they're mad at me. If they're sad, it's because I made them sad. I take I take a hundred percent responsibility of the emotions of the people around me that I care about to an extent people I don't care about right okay but right. there are certain people where I I recognize like okay you can do whatever you want you know like there's yeah. there's an, there isn't like I'm not like you don't feel that responsibility yeah I don't I don't feel the responsibility for Putin you know like <laughs> like or the president yeah. you know I'm like right. crap you can do whatever you want I don't like you you know but like <laughs> yeah um. But but if there's anyone I care about in the slightest, um, I take 100% responsibility for how they feel, and so, so I, I definitely saw that in dating, right? That was where it really started to trigger, and that was actually how my relationship with God started to change, is because I saw that I would date people that were sad, and then I made them happy, right? Because they, I mean, you're dating someone and it's fun and you like each other, right? And so like, okay, so like this is good. But then the moment, like they were happy, I wasn't interested in the relationship anymore, and it, I was just, I was just like, okay, well, what's the like? I don't like, I did it. Like, there's no like, I, you're happy. So then I would throw a wrench in to like make them sad. Like I'd be like, I don't know if I want this to work out, and then they'd be like, 
what? Why everything's so great? And then it would be, and then it'd be like, okay, now I can make him happy again. Oh, and like, isn't that like kind of messed up? You know, like it's like it's manipulative and and like interesting. It's, it's, and and so I realized that's how I saw God, where it was like I felt like I had to like um, that God's emotions were a hundred percent dependent on how I acted. In a sense, I was in control of God's emotions. Okay. That if I was good, God would be happy. Okay. If I was bad, God would be sad. So like, I, it was. So it's kind of a control, or it's, and it's kind of interesting though. Where like, I thought I was in control of God. Okay. So talk about a God complex, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, and so, so it was a the realization started with um, the the last girl I dated before my wife, actually, and like dated it. it, it there's a lot of things that happened in between, but it was just like there was this girl that she was she was just mean, right? Um, she just like she was very sarcastic and she would just like make me feel like stupid. Or I'd be like, Oh, let's go do that. And she's like, That's really dope. I don't like that at all. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, you know. And obviously she was nice sometimes. Like there's reasons I wanted to date her, but it was just like this moment. But I like could not I did everything I could to please her. I just like would not give up. And, and I would come home to my roommates just crying because I'm like, why is she still mean to me? Why won't she like be happy? Like I'm usually I can make girls happy by now. Like if they're sad or whatever, like I can, I can turn, I can turn it around. I can change their emotions. And my, um, my roommate was like, my roommate was super supportive and just like stop, like just get out of it. Like this isn't healthy. And then one day my mom was just like, you like, um, she was like, you are not doing anything wrong if you leave. And I'm like, but how can that be? Like, I'm I'm not helping someone. That's what I'm supposed to do is helping someone. And she's like, and she's like, this is obvious and it's like unhealthy for this and this and this and this reason. And and she's like, if anything, like, you're my son, you know, and, and I love my mom a lot. We have a really special relationship. And she's like, if you love me, like, you'll leave so that you can be happy. You know, like, you'll do it for me. You know, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for me. And I'm not saying that's the correct solution for everything, right. but it, that's what I needed to hear because I was like, I knew this wasn't healthy. I knew I couldn't make this person happy, no matter how hard I tried, and that it was tearing me apart, and that I just had to cut it off. And and so I did, and oh, man, I was a wreck. Like, I, I, I so I broke up with this girl, and the moment I did, I regretted it. Because I needed to make her happy. And so I bought her presents and I sent her letters and I did everything I could to get her back because I was like, I have to make her happy. Like I just had to, I had to. And, and she was, she did the right thing on her end. And she said no to me. She was like, no, like you broke my heart and I'm never letting you back in, which I think a lot more people should do. I was, I respected that a lot, you know? And, and then, so I'm sitting there just completely miserable and because of a relationship that didn't go great, which has happened to everybody. And then um, I, and this is before I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Okay. Right. So there's so a lot. So this was like kind of like the, the bottom line where I was like, I'm super miserable and nothing makes me happy. And I haven't felt happy. Like the only time I felt happy was when the girl I was dating was happy. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the, that's stripped, like, so I, so that's gone and, and I'm thinking, and so I sat there and I was like thinking, I'm like, what used to make me happy? And I was like, oh, video games. And I like, I used to love playing Pokemon and stuff, but like, I'm like, that doesn't sound fun at all. 
and that was such a weird moment to like look at myself in the mirror and be like, but you loved that stuff. What happened? You know? And be like, oh, well, what about like, I like watching movies or going out to the movies. I love going to the movie theater. That used to make me happy. And I like, I don't like that sound like nothing. There's just no desire, no emotion except for just like sadness. And then, and so then I went and saw doctor and then he like, I took this test and, and I'm just every question. And it was like, it asked you like, so how do you feel in this situation? And like one to four and I start crying, oh, you know? Man. And then he's like, okay. And I'm like, it's a four. Like I always feel guilty for this or this or this. And then he was like, okay, next question. I just start crying. I'm just like this whole thing. I can't stop crying because I just felt like such a bad person because I like take responsibility for everything and because I suck. And, because, and so it's, so that's how it started. And then, and then when I realized, um, so I think I was kind of at a point where like I couldn't progress without the help of medication because I was so low on um, like the chemicals that I needed. I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't even getting daylight. You know, I would just lay in my bed, you know, for hours on end. Wow. Right. And the only time I'd be awake is from 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. because I would have um, like horrific nightmares where my family would be murdered. Wow. That's a side thing. But like that was just like it was like every night for about a year. Every, like my family would be murdered in my wow. dreams and it's just and so it got to the point where I didn't want to go to bed because I just didn't want to watch them get killed wow. so I would stay up watching TV and movies until I couldn't anymore and then I would fall asleep and then I would sleep all day and miss my classes you know so it's oh, just like man. so I crashed and so there's a certain so I reached a point where I just don't think I needed to see a doctor I don't know any like and then I got some medication that gave me the ability to sleep. My nightmares went away once I started taking a medication for anxiety. And so now I could sleep. And so that was kind of the beginning of like, okay, well, if I can sleep now and I can start going to class and if I start doing my homework, then I'll start feeling better. And that's just normal. Like that's not like, has nothing to do with faith or anything. That's just like normal life. Um, <laughs> you know, just like you eat food, you'll feel better, yeah. you know, and I wasn't eating. And so like, um, so then once I did that, I saw a therapist. And once I sat down with a therapist, we isolated that he's like, it seems to me that you can't be happy unless somebody else is happy. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't feel happy unless I think God is happy. And so then I'm like, so that's, that's been my relationship. I guess, I guess to, to reach the point or like, like to, that's been my relationship with God. Just this is unhealthy, but it's, but it has nothing to do with God. It's interesting, a toxic relationship with God, yeah. <laughs> but of course it's not God. It's... Right, like it has nothing to do with him. At no point have, have, do I think that he's done anything to promote the toxicity, but it has everything to do with my personal like belief or, or, or need. I don't know, but like the idea that if I do everything right, that makes God happy. Mm. And if God's happy, I can be happy. So... Um, I realized in this journey that, so we're learning about the attributes of Christ, right? And my mission and, and I struggled understanding them. And I studied them over and over again because I just wasn't feeling any different, right? Like I wasn't feeling I was changing as I studied the attributes of Christ and tried to apply them in my life. I didn't feel like I became a better person. And, and I didn't believe that God was those attributes because mm. why would he be mad at me for all these things because I believed he was mad at me yeah. for all these things. And I'm like, if he's charitable, then why is he mad at me all the time? 
So, um, so post medication and post therapist and I'm single now, I'm not dating anybody. And it's just like, okay, I'm working on myself, you know, like, like a lot of people have a period in the time where they do that, you know, um, I realize, I don't even know, like it wasn't a specific moment, but it was just like this, this understanding started to come. I think it was Saints and Scripted, honestly, that helped a lot because as we started oh, to film okay. episodes where we're, where we're sharing and like reaffirming that I like, I believe the church is true, you know, and it was just every episode you're coming in and talking about a part of the gospel yeah. that I love. And it was slowly starting to realize like that I love the gospel. And so it, it started, it was, because it used to just be, I just, it was true whether I liked it or not. And I just had to suck it up and do what I was supposed to do. But as we shared, every episode would share a part of the gospel that was awesome, that people should be interested in. And like, and dispelling misconceptions, like where people are like, oh, well, the church sucks because of this. And I'm like, well, it actually doesn't. And I'm trying to convince them, but I slowly started to convince myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, the church doesn't suck. Like God has provided so many opportunities for us to find happiness. It's almost like he wants us to be happy all the time. It's almost as if he's loves us it was kind of that realization that i just don't like do things for myself i only do other things to make other people happy because but it is selfish to make myself happy you know in the end but to realize that um i have this like unhealthy relationship with god and then as i did saints unscripted you know i'm filming all these episodes telling people how great the church is and it was like and i and i i was trying i was being genuine you know i was like yeah this is like a really cool thing but as i focused on it and i'd be like oh yeah that is a really cool thing and and my understanding of who god is and what he wants for me like slowly changed over a period of a year or two and you can and it's interesting you might even like if you were very consistent in watching every episode of saints and scripted you would see the things I emphasize change because it very much started out with like, you get to be obedient, like just try it, just do it. And you'll see the blessings to this. Um, God cares more about what you're becoming and less about commandments. Like, and then, then that's like where I slowly like saints inscripted and just sharing the gospel in that way, realizing that like, um, so going back to like, okay, God, was once like us and he became a glorified being and he wants us to be there and he knows how to get there. So he left us as many clues, maps, plans, everything he could possibly think of, right, to help us obtain what he's got. But not because he needs it. Not because it, and that, that, that was the key, not because it changes anything besides the fact that he loves us and when like and it would like be awesome you know but he is he's quote-unquote perfectly happy in the sense that he's complete he is whole him and heavenly mother are up there and they love what they're doing and and they just want everyone else to experience what they've experienced and it's like when you try a a really good restaurant it i could care less really if somebody goes to that restaurant or not but it made me happy. So I'm going to be like, dude, you should totally go. You should totally go try it out. And when they tell you they tried it out, you're like, yeah, it was yeah. so good, right? And then you both sit there just being like, I I, genu- I, I feel like that's how God is. And that, and that took me so long to understand it that he just wants me to have the opportunity to become like him. 
and and whether I take that or not, a hundred percent my choice. And and then and I think how easy it is to become like him in the, like not not like it's not easy right it takes work but it's not as impossible as i once believed right where i believed if i saw somebody on the street and like on my mission for example we were supposed to contact 10 people a day and and i couldn't it's social like and like the social anxiety and just seeing people and i just like was so nervous and couldn't do it and i would talk to like five people and i would just feel like it, like i sucked you know and so so now justin would look at old justin and be like dude you're on a mission you you've sacrificed everything do you think god is going to be mad because you didn't talk to one person he doesn't care like he he's just happier there if you talk to one person that is fantastic if you talk to a million that's awesome but like He's just trying to help you break out of your comfort zone. He's just trying to push you a little bit, but he's not mad if you don't. And and he like he's he's still happy because I realize like because I I like what's an ideal relationship? An ideal relationship is two independent people are completely comfortable with themselves, and and come together to make something greater. And and up until then, all my relationships were completely codependent. You know, where like I my job is to make this person happy, mm. and so. I was like, okay, perfect relationship. This is what something the therapist taught me, right? So I'm like, okay, so like a healthy relationship is two independent people who are happy and then come together. If God's perfect, then that means he's happy. And that was like, he's happy. He doesn't, like, I don't make God happy. Nothing I do is going to change the fact that he's happy. Everything on this earth is just to, like, help me grow if I want to. But then the fact that I'm allowed to be happy during the growth, in the midst of my mistakes, in the midst of my errors and my imperfections, I can also be independently happy. And that like, with the exception of murdering someone, and even then, like I feel like there's certain, uh, there's certain levels of joy that not even we are allowed to feel, that like we can feel if we understand how to because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And so, like, because Jesus Christ suffered for all of the sins of every man and every bad thing that they could ever do, we are allowed to be happy all the time, no matter what. And there's a difference between, like, I'm not going to be, like, high, like, 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 oh, I like, 24-7, four, like, 420, I'm on marijuana, high, happy, you know, like, no, like, yeah, yeah. you're going to be stressed, there's going to be hard times. But that's, that's different from the fact that, like, I'm, like, content... I'm, I just, oh, it's so hard to describe. Like, yeah, I just, I like, I'm trying to think of it myself. <laughs> like you're happy because, you know, God's happy, right? Obviously. But there's a lot of things that his kids do that probably make him sad. Yeah, or make exactly. him feel and sad. And he cries. Like the scriptures mourns, say, like he, he yeah, mourns. And yeah. Weeps. And Jesus weeps. Right. And so I'm like, but, but if I, but he doesn't own it. Yeah, you know, that's because because if he was healthy, which he is, like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I sat down and I listed what would be a perfectly healthy relationship. What would I be if I was one hundred percent healthy? And that's one of the things that you don't, you know, you don't own what other people feel, which is what I've always done. And so that that means God doesn't own how we feel. He doesn't own our actions or our decisions. He's disappointed. He's bummed, but it doesn't change the fact that he's in the celestial kingdom with this, like heavenly mother. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he is every he is everything that anybody yeah. could ever want, 
and then that's enough for him. And, and so that, and I'm like, oh, maybe that can be enough for me. So, so interestingly enough, my like journey through, so like, yeah, so not a faith crisis, but, but, but this crisis of sorts was, was, has had very little to do with action, but almost everything to do with mindset and just sitting down and changing the way I chose to believe, like changing the way I chose to see things. I think knowledge had a huge part of it. Like as, for example, Saints Unscripted pushed me to learn more as people asked us more about like hard, hard questions. Right. And then like, um, about gospel doctrine and about, um, anti literature and all this stuff. I had the opportunity to grow in knowledge and which is really important to me because knowledge is the only thing we take with us. You know, our bodies fade, material objects, all of that goes, but like knowledge is light and that's yeah. the only thing that comes with us to heaven. So like that's something that I started to understand more where it's like, it doesn't matter if people like me or not. It doesn't matter if anybody else is happy or not, um, but it matters if I'm learning and I learn by teaching. And so the desire to share oh, cool. started to grow too because like by teaching to somebody else a principle or learning about it so I could teach it to them, it pushed me to to grow and so so that's a huge part of it too honestly that like it's just just learning like if you're if you're at any point and i i'm sure you're finding this for yourself you know definitely like at, at any point of doubt or like in like doubt's great questions are great the the only time they're bad is when you don't act on them you know where you just right. like oh man it's in, insurmountable well like leo in the episode he said doubt is like a hunger yeah. So you have to eat. It's, and, yeah. But if you don't if you eat. you don't eat, you waste away. Yeah. And so, and, and it t apply that to your faith or your testimony or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it applies to every aspect of our lives. So I just like these experiences one after another. And it was all combined, you know, like my marriage, you know, and my relationship with um, God and, and my scriptures. And I think like all of that was changing how I viewed myself and and so it honestly took God out of the equation. That was okay. the coolest part too. So I stopped thinking every second of the day, what does God think about this, this, and this, and this? Oh, okay. And it was just like, I just realized he's proud of me. Yeah. Like just this blanket statement that I just like felt and I, and I truly felt and like it believed was that he is genuinely proud. And that's another thing that I've learned about God is that he never gives up. And even because I, I, I'm just like this is it. This is when he's. This is when he's done. I've done so many things that he thinks are wrong. This is when he's gonna stop trying. And then the next day, somebody like, um, like just comes and tells tells me exactly what I needed to hear. And I was like low on money. And then this guy calls me. He's like, Hey, I need this job that needs to get done. Like there's just these moments where he's answering prayers that I haven't even said. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, When are you? Like, why won't you give up? I'm done. Like, there's nothing I can do to be what you need me to be. So like, stop helping me, stop being kind, stop loving me, but he won't. And um, so I think that's like the moral of the story is like, wherever you're at, I'm not saying you need to get where I'm at, right? Like, I'll, like I'm happy, but maybe what's going to make you happy is something different, but like, but just don't give up because whether it's in, and that's, that's cool too, like whether it's in the church and whether it's in another religion, whether it's in a different lifestyle or a different country, like there's just so many things we can do, but that will, but it will never separate us from God's love. And so, um, yeah, and that's like, 
so and, and, and so it's cool. I, mean, I, don't, that's, I don't know if that's advice for you or for anybody who's listening, you know, no. but it's just absolutely right. But it's just like that concept that like my personal belief is that God is real and that he loves us and that like at the end of he will that judgment day, whatever judgment day, whenever it is or whatever it is, I personally believe that it will only be good. I don't care what the scriptures say. <laughs> I feel like they exaggerate. I feel like at the end of the day, we'll see him. He'll be there. And he's just going to tell us that he's proud of us for what we were able to do. And then he's like, I've got this mansion prepared for you. Yeah. Like wherever it's at. Because, and, and it's and it's all because of Jesus Christ. And so like, like it's all because Jesus Christ decided to suffer for us. And because of that, we're good. You know? Yeah. So like, anyways, so... Yeah, I just don't think we just don't need to be beating ourselves up, whether it's for our religion or just in general, you yeah. know, like it's oh. just in our own head, right? Like, yeah. Anyway, thanks cool. again. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. That was really fun. And thanks for watching. Uh, hopefully, uh, what we talked about today helped you. Uh, I loved our conversation about mental health and God and relationship with God and everything. And, um, and a lot of things, a lot yeah. of things. About, I don't know if it can be summarized in just those sure, words. But, but. but if you're tired of my voice by the end of this, <laughs> sucks to suck. Ah, <laughs> and catch Justin on Tuesday, just two more oh. days. If we release this on Sunday, you'll get Justin again. That's true. On Tuesday. On oh, Unless man. it's just uh, that's David true. Unless it's not my Taylor week. or Taylor and Sam or but, whatever. But hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Plenty of Justin. Yeah. <laughs> and we're lucky to have him on. Yeah. Lucky to have a Dude. lot of you on, so thank um, you. Can I also plug my personal YouTube channel? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm just starting to work harder on that, but it's just it's just um, on, it's literally just my name on YouTube. Okay, Justin Winch. Justin Winch. Yeah, W I N T C H. So Such and so, cool like, and if you're if you're interested in more of my personal story outside of the gospel. That's kind of what my channel is going to be about. Cool. So, if, okay. Yeah. So, if check that's something, that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'll be checking that out. Dude, cool. awesome. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Saints Unscripted. The Saints Unscripted podcast comes out every Sunday here on YouTube, or if you're listening, it's just wherever you find your podcasts. Right. And thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Bye. This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast and is hosted and executive produced by me, Jacob Watson, and Saints Unscripted. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll catch you next time.